The views and opinions expressed in the following program are solely those of the hosts and their guests. They may not reflect those of WISN radio staff or management or the Ellen Becker Investment Group, Incorporated, EIG. They are not intended to convey specific financial advice or recommend specific products. Advisory services offered through EIG, Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. EIG does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with your tax or legal advisor with regard to your particular situation. Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellen Becker, president of the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 in Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. We have another location in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building. For those of you uh, who know the east side, you'll be able to find us if you can find Winkies because we are right across the street from Winkies. We are also now able to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. My preference is to service clients there in January, February, and March. (laughs) But if you're interested in uh, meeting with us in any one of the locations, just visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Ann Mank. Ann Mank is a wealth advisor. She's a CFP, a certified financial planner, as well as a CPA, tax advisor. And uh, Ann has been an employee at Ellen Becker Investment Group for a couple years now, and we've been working together. And if you've taken time to read our newsletters or look at our webpage, you will have met Anne there. She writes an article each quarter as well as has a video on our webpage. So if you'd like to put a voice with a face, you can check us out at ellenbecker.com and look for Anne Make. Anne, welcome. Thank you. Good. I'm glad that you're here. And what we're going to talk about today is really what keeps you up at night. This is a question that I know Anne and I ask each of our clients when we meet. You know, when we meet with new clients, we really want to understand what are they afraid of? What keeps them up at night? And there's a long list. We have a series in our newsletter. Part one of the series is in our newsletter the second quarter of 2019. And Anne is continuing to talk a little bit about how to identify what our biggest concerns are with financial planning and then how to mitigate those concerns. So, Anne, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump in and talk about what keeps people up at night. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellen Becker, president of the Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Anne Mink. Anne Mink is a wealth advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group and helps our clients develop a financial plan that they are comfortable with. And as we start to work with our current clients or prospective clients, one of the things that we always really want to have a good handle on is what keeps them up at night. What are their concerns? Why are they seeking a professional? And um, you can ask that question to 20 people and you'll get 20 different answers. But there are some key ways to identify what are um, somebody's concerns and then how to mitigate those concerns. And so, again, welcome, Anne. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. I'm happy you're here as well. Uh, In our newsletter, you have been writing a series about kind of what keeps you up at night. And there is 
Uh, so many different things to touch on that it couldn't be just one newsletter article. You're right. expanding it to <laughs> several quarters. But maybe you can start by sort of um, identifying some of the things that you hear from your clients. And we can really just tick off the list. I know there's a, a long list of things mm-hmm. that keep people concerned or um, encourage people to seek a wealth advisor. And maybe we can just start with talking about one of those. And so why don't you just jump right in and, <laughs> Absolutely. and uh, tell our listeners. And the thing with this, as I was writing the article, everyone goes through this. So even if you do have a good plan in place, we all sit up at night every once in a while going, oh my gosh, am I covered over here? Have I thought about this? And so first of all, it's it's very common. And part of our planning process when we're working with our clients is really identifying what is that that gets them up in the middle of the night? What is it that if we could just put a plan in place, they would be able to sleep at night? And it is so different for every single person, but really it, it falls into six different buckets. And the one we hear probably first and foremost usually is around retirement. So when somebody comes to Ellen Becker, that usually is the first thing. I'm going to retire in five years and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where my income is going to come from. I don't know if I've saved enough. I don't know if it's safe to retire. And so when you're thinking about retirement, it's a, it's scary. A lot of times you're making this jump of I've had this income coming in and I've known exactly where it's coming from to where's my paycheck coming from? Can I afford to take that vacation? Can I buy the car? And when it comes to retirement, the more you know, the sooner, the better it will be. So what I mean by that is if you can start putting a plan in place in your 40s or in your 50s so that you know when you can retire, that mitigates a lot of the risk that's out there because you'll know how much you need you'll know what your income will look like. But then you also know if for some reason you don't have as much as you think that you need, well, what are the things that you can change? Maybe you can work a little bit longer. Maybe you can reduce your income. But what it does is it gives you choices. So in retirement, a lot of what keeps people up at night is just the fact that they haven't thought about what that retirement picture will look like for them. So one of the things we do when we sit down is saying, well, what do you want to do in retirement? And then we put a plan backwards for that. And it's not scary once you say, okay, you know what? When I retire, I want to spend time with the grandkids and they live in Tennessee. So we build that into the plan. If you say my retirement looks like I'm a person that will never retire. I love to work. Well, is there going to be a point in time where you might want to pivot to something different? Do you want to do a career change? All of that fits into your retirement bucket, but having somebody that can guide you along the way, talking to somebody who is experienced in this really makes a difference. And when you're looking for an advisor to help you through this, it really needs to be somebody that you trust and you're comfortable talking to in a way that you will share what your dreams are. Because if you're going to go to an advisor and just answer black and white or tell them what they think or what you think they want you to say, it's not going to work. This is your plan. Find an advisor you can trust, somebody who can talk to you and who will listen to you along the way. So when I talk to my clients about retirement and people come in, you know, one of the questions I always ask is, what does retirement look like to you? Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is it doesn't need to be the same for two people in a couple, for example. Mm -hmm. And it changes. It evolves over time. And so really starting to visualize what retirement looks like 
is important. I also encourage people to put a picture to what it looks like so that it's easier to save for. I know that part of my retirement goal was to be able to spend time in a warm climate. I know there's many, most (laughs) Wisconsinites have that in some way, shape, or form. And for me to think about saving just for retirement sometimes wasn't as fun or wasn't as motivating as it was for me to say, I want to save for a house in Florida Mm -hmm. or a condominium in Arizona. And so I always encourage our clients to put a picture to what that retirement looks like because it's much easier to say, you know, I'm not going to buy these pair of shoes. Instead, I'm going to save for my Florida condo versus I'm not going to buy these pair of shoes because someday I want to retire. Right. So it's so important to visualize it. And many people will ask me, is it is there ever a time too early to start thinking about it? Um, you know, is there ever a time that's too late? When is the best time, and to start thinking about retirement? Uh, sooner, the better. <laughs> uh, there really isn't a bad time. But ideally, if you could start thinking about it in, well... You know, the earlier you start, the easier it ends up. And what I mean is that if you could start putting something away in your 20s and 30s, you will have a better opportunity of reaching those those goals. But really, once you are in your 40s and you might have other things that you have to think about, college and paying off your home and retirement, that's really the time to start talking and thinking about it so that you can have that goal in place. And like you said, if you put pictures to it, well, then we can put a dollar to it, and then it's easier to plan. But if we're saying that we're going to have this retirement and it's this big, scary thing, and you've never done the math to say, okay, what does this really look like? What is it really going to cost me? It's always going to be this big, scary thing. And then you'll be up at night. Right. <laughs> Not sleeping. <laughs> right. So so we talked about retirement uh, being one of the things that keeps us up at night. I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that's probably one of the, the bigger components. Now is the right time to start thinking about Mm -hmm. it. It's never too late. So if you're already, I have sometimes people will reach out to me when they're, you know, two weeks from retirement, there's still planning that can be done. Mm -hmm. Of course, the sooner the better. Yep. Uh, But the time for every listener out there is is now. Right. Exactly. And And you brought up an interesting point, too, about couples. It's very interesting how they don't talk about what that looks like for each other. They have not sat down and said, okay, here's my vision of what retirement looks like. And, you know, significant other, what is your vision look like? And so a lot of times that's some fun conversations we get to have with our clients because they've, they stop, they say, you know what, I don't think we've ever talked to each other about what that really looks like. And so it's a really fun opportunity to help them dream and put those goals in place as a couple. Perfect. Okay, so besides retirement, what else keeps people up at night? Well, uh, I'm a mother of three, and so a lot of times what keeps me up is my kids. And so it revolves around two different things for me. So one is education. How am I going to pay for education? How am I going to be able to afford college for my children? It is such a big number these days. And so how do I work through that? So one thing is first figuring out How much do you want to pay for your kids? Are you looking to fully fund it? Or do you think your kids should have some skin in the game and pay for it on their own? Are your kids even looking to go to college? You know, there are some kids who from the age of three, you know that they're never going to be in a college. They are going to build things or they're going to start their own company. College is not the path for them. Um, The other thing is just really take a good look and say, okay, I know my my. You know, my son really wants to go to Madison. Well, what is the cost for that? And what do they want to go into? And is the 
return on investment there. So if you're going to pay X amount for that college, will they ever be able to pay that back based on the career that they're choosing? And so really being mindful of what is the path they're, they're going to take. And so from an education, it's finding out what your, your choices are for saving for education, figuring out how much you can actually put towards education, and making sure that you have that prioritized correctly. If you haven't saved for retirement and that's keeping you up at night, we need to address that first before we can 100% address education. So we need to make sure you're taken care of because nobody's going to give you a loan for retirement, but they will be able to get a loan, hopefully, for education, depending on what that looks like when they go to that. Um, And that's something that parents and grandparents lose sleep over. I have lots of grandparents that I work with that that will say, when my kids were in college, it was so different. Mm -hmm. We were able to pay for it. There were a lot of more opportunities for loans. Um, Now I hear grandparents are losing just as much sleep Mm -hmm. around their grandchildren's education as in some cases parents are. So that's not a topic that really is only suited for parents, it's grandparents as, as well. Yeah, good point. Yep. Uh, and then the other side of the coin, at least for me, is for those who um, are a special needs parent. So part of the conversation is how do I pay for my my child to be able to have the resources they need, get the education that fits them the best. And there are a lot of different ways we can do that, that people just the word isn't out there. So people haven't been educated on these different ways. So when it comes to special needs planning, it's finding somebody who understands that, but also understand that there are ways to plan for your special needs kids. So you can put money aside for them and you don't have to worry about them losing their benefits. One of those ways is opening an ABLE account. So if your child would qualify for that, you can put significant amount into that and can pay for the college. It could pay if they wanted to become a welder or if they wanted to take uh, additional education classes on, you know, how to be uh, a, a better person when you're in a social environment. So there's different ways that you can set aside money so that your child can get the education they need at the right time that they need it. So for me, it's kind of thinking of both ways because I don't want to leave one child behind because I think there's not a way to plan for that. There's always a way to plan for that and just finding the right person who understands that. And I hear that a lot, especially when grandparents are trying to gift for their grandkids college. If they have one grandchild with a special need, Mm -hmm. they don't know how to do it. And so that's a really a really good point, and I know that that causes people to lose a little sleep when they're doing when they're doing their planning. So exactly. All right. So you said there were six buckets. We got through retirement planning. <laughs> we got through education planning. Uh, tell me what else really keeps people up at night. So just to kind of go through it at a high level, we talked about retirement, education planning. One is when there's a, a life event, so some change in your life. Something else to consider is elder care. So that means, well, we all get older. So what do you do when you get to that phase in life? There's estate planning. How do I make sure things get passed properly? And then just financial basics. Um, so as we're, we're kind of walking along here, if we wanted to talk about some of those life events, usually in a life events, there is already some stress going on. And... So one thing, you're up, you're just thinking about whatever that event might be. You're getting married. Uh, Somebody you know is passing away. Uh, Kids are going off to college. So with these life events, 
it's okay, I'm already up thinking about this, but now I'm thinking about the money side of things. And so one of the things we want to do is say, well, how do we plan for that? So even if it's keeping me up at night, it's not because of the financial side. It's not because I don't know what to do or how to plan for that. So when it comes to life events, each one is specific. So it really is working with a professional that can walk you through that, who has been through that before. Um, You know, for an example, we work with our clients of, I've changed my job. What do I do with my 401k? It's just sitting there not being looked at. How do I make sure that that's taken care of? And so we can walk you through the different options that you have because you do have more than one option on that. You can leave it there. You can roll it to your new employer. You can take it out as cash, which we would never recommend, um, or you can put it to your own IRA. So there's things that you can do that will take your mind off of this life event from a financial perspective. Yeah, I recognize um, that life events really do cause people to lose sleep, especially things that are a major financial impact, like a divorce mm-hmm. or a change of job or a loss of a spouse. Those are those are times, those are catalysts, I think, for people to say, I need to go talk to a financial advisor. And sometimes it's scary to talk to a financial advisor because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you, you're feeling dumb or, or like you, you don't even know what questions to ask. And so many times, you know, we encourage people to come in during those periods of life's transitions. Again, whether it's a job change or a loss of a spouse or an illness or a divorce or an inheritance. Something that really drives somebody to recognize the importance of talking with an advisor. So understanding life events, I think, is is really important. And then being willing to just make a call to somebody to mm-hmm. say, I don't understand this. I don't even know what I need to know. Can you help me? Um, because what really we find out um, is the impact that this stress and lack of sleep has on overall health. And we cannot control somebody's health, but there are certain things that you can do to mitigate some of the risks that you put your body mentally mm-hmm. and physically through. And so if you are up at night and you're losing sleep and you're stressed out about whether it's planning for retirement or planning for your kids or grandkids college, or if there's something major that's going on in your life, it's really important to take action and go talk to somebody because the more you understand, the more knowledge you have, the better off you are. Um, in, in your sleep pattern at night, which of course will help in overall health. So, and let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about some of the other things that keep people up at night. Okay. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. Ellenbecker Investment Group has three locations. We have uh, our main location in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 in Capitol Drive. Another location in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building. And uh, uh, in Bonita Springs, Florida, we are now able to service clients. Check out our webpage at ellenbecker.com. My guest today is Ann Mink. She is a wealth advisor, a certified financial planner, as well as a CPA at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And Ann is talking uh, with me about what keeps our clients up at night. If you like what you hear and you want to listen to it again, or if you want to share it with a friend, check out our webpage because we have all of our podcasts and radio shows recorded there, and you're welcome to re-listen or forward it. 
as well as one of the uh, newsletter articles that Anne is writing in our current newsletter as well as our upcoming newsletter is really detailed about what we're talking about today. All the different things that keep individuals up at night. We talked before the break about uh, retirement. There's been a study out there with MFS fund distributors where they surveyed a total of 2,000 respondents. About half of them were female, and they basically just asked people what keeps them up at night. And we were able to kind of compartmentalize this into six different groups. Before the break, we talked about retirement, education planning, and life events. And I think those are probably the three highest things that people lose sleep over. I know when I ask my clients, I haven't been keeping an official tally, but I might going forward. And when I ask my clients what keeps them up at night, I often hear retirement. Well, I have enough to retire. When can I retire? Um, I very much hear education planning. Children, uh, college expenses, and, and after high school planning is very expensive. It causes both parents and grandparents to lose sleep. And then, of course, life events. You know, anytime somebody has a, a major change in their life, they tend to spend a lot of time thinking about it. And when you don't have a plan around it, it becomes very scary. So, Anne, let's jump right in and talk about some of the other things that people lose sleep over. I know you mentioned elder care is one of the next things that keeps people up at night. I hear that all the mm-hmm. time. We as a society are so afraid of health care. We don't know how we're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it looks like. Um, you know, go into a little detail on elder care and, and what people are concerned about, and then are there ways that they can mitigate kind of that concern? And it is usually, no matter what the age of my client is that I'm working with, it always comes up. So one is, when it does come up, really I try to find out what the root of that that fear or what is really keeping them up because they probably have some experience in their family already. So one of the things that I always ask about is, you know, have you had a parent who's had to go into a nursing home or has had dementia of some sort? Uh, What is your experience with it? Just so that I know where they're starting from. Because a lot of times when we're working with our clients, what we're there to do is ask them questions that they don't know they should be asking. And really thinking about all the different situations that they could go through. Because as we age, there is a lot of different ways that we could age. We could be hit by a bus at some point. We could go into a senior living. We could stay at home and have home care. And so it's just walking them through those different life events. So the first thing I ask about is what their experience is to to really understand family history, what they've seen in the past. The other thing I usually ask for is, are they responsible for any of the finances to take care of their parents in in certain situations? Um, Or have they been financially responsible to pay for their parents? Because sometimes it's, how am I going to pay for my own? But if you're in your 40s and 50s, it might be a question of how am I going to pay for my parents? What do they have in place? Having that family conversation of, okay, mom and dad, no matter what age you are, what would you like to happen when the time comes? What resources do you have in place? 
And then it's vice versa. So as a child, I'm telling my parents, what do I have in place? What would I like to see? Because you never know what life's going to throw at you. And just being prepared for those conversations. Um, I have had some um, clients recently where we are talking about dementia. What does that look like? At what point is it okay for you to hand off that responsibility to somebody? And who is that person you're going to hand it off to? Do you have powers of attorney in place? Um, do do other people know what you have in there so from an asset perspective? So a lot of times it's having a conversation. And then what we're there to do is document that for them and help them get the legal resources in place for them, bringing in the experts to make sure that they have the insurance they need, the estate plan and the legal documents that they need, making sure that they have the assets. How are they going to pay for health care? And we say, okay, we're going to pay it either through insurance, we're going to self-fund it, we're going to have family members help us. But we put that plan in place so you can sleep at night because that really is the scariest part is I don't know what's going to happen to me. You hear horror stories or people think they've heard horror, horror stories of somebody being locked in a room somewhere and that's not the case. There is a lot of choices and a lot of options, but you need to plan for it ahead of time to give yourself all those choices. Education is knowledge and um, is, is, gives us all power and mm-hmm. an ability to be comfortable with our plan. And so when we talk about uh, elder care, I often will tell people a financial plan is not uh, putting your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. Some people can sleep at night and just know that they're not thinking about it and that works for them. But what happens is then when that life event comes up, it gets really, really difficult to move forward. So sometimes people will say, well, this doesn't keep me up at night. I assure you, if you haven't addressed it at some point in your life, <laughs> it will keep you up at night. And the elder care, elder care issue or you know, um, health care for seniors, your point in bringing it up, or some of us are in that sandwich generation, mm-hmm. like like you know myself. And sometimes you know, you're worried about your parents or your grandparents, but at the same time, you're trying to take care of the health of your children. And so it can be very stressful. So so um, I think it's really important to address elder care. If this topic resonates with any of you listeners out there, uh, you can, again, go to our webpage. We have a health uh, long-term care insurance division here at Ellen Becker Investment Group where we've interviewed Diane Gastrow many of times. You can search out the radio show where she talks about long-term care expenses and how to cover it. We have also interviewed um, an individual from the Pewaukee Dementia Coalition who's talked a lot about identifying dementia and how to handle that when it when it strikes your family. So we have lots of resources here. We're touching at a very high level on just some things that we've recognized um, cause our clients to be concerned. But certainly if you want to learn more about elder care, elder care, learning more about how Medicare works, um, what you should look for in a nursing home or how to cope with Alzheimer's disease, you know, certainly feel free to check out our webpage or give Ann or myself a call and we'll happily direct you to some resources. Because again, as I said, having the understanding and, and the information really is powerful and can, can help you tackle some of these difficult issues. So Ann, you mentioned estate planning is another thing that people lose sleep over. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, with estate planning, um, A lot of times when I'm talking with clients, they don't have an estate plan in place. 
they haven't thought about it. They don't know what's going to happen when they pass away. And, and what, what is an estate plan? Yeah. Because <laughs> I always tell people, don't worry if you don't have it because you haven't needed it yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's definitely important. Yeah. But tell our listeners what an estate plan is. So what an estate plan does is it helps from a legal perspective determine where your assets would go when you pass away or if for some reason you become incapacitated who can control things for you. So with an estate plan, the, the main thing is you do have an estate plan in place. If you haven't sat down with a, a lawyer and made it specific to you, then the court system has one determined for you. So it really is, do you want the court system to determine what happens to your assets, the things that you've worked really hard for all your life? Or do you want to take the time and the responsibilities say, okay, here is how I want it to pass. You can put tax strategies in place with a good estate plan where you might not have to pay as much in taxes. You can make sure that there are ways to help beneficiaries who might not be good with money by putting a trustee in place to help mitigate some of that risk. An estate plan is really just a way of saying, I am no longer here to control this money. And here's what I would like it to look like when I'm gone. You could give it to a charity. You can give it to friends and family. You can pass on as much or as little as you want to whoever you want. But once again, in my particular situation, having a special needs child, it's really important to have that estate plan in place because if I give her money right now, if I would pass away, she might lose a lot of the benefits that she is currently getting because now she has all of these assets. She is young. She can't control this. So who's going to control it for her? And so by doing planning now, what I can do is I can put it into a trust that's specific for special need kids. And I can also put a trustee in place that I know can handle money in these situations. So it's going to be stressful enough if I would pass away right now on both her and the caregiver. I don't want to add the financial burden on top of it. And so just a you know, an hour of my time to put these things in place with an attorney makes a world of dis- difference. Um, but a lot of times I meet with individuals who might not be married or might be a widow. And in that particular situation, they don't know who would take over for them, who if they would get in an accident and are in the hospital, who's going to be able to make those medical decisions for them? They haven't determined that or they don't know. I've worked with some clients who they no longer, they were an only child, they have no nieces or nephews, and so now they have this money that's going to pass when they pass away, and they don't know who to give it to, and they haven't thought about it. And this is just a good way of saying, okay, let's make some of those decisions now. With estate planning, what I hear when I ask, you know, people come in sheepish because they feel mm-hmm. they feel guilty that they haven't done it yet. But most of the time when I say, you know, for what purpose have you not put an estate mm. plan in place? Most of the time it's because they just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's scary to call a lawyer. They don't know where to find one. They don't know how much it's going to cost. Again, they don't even know what questions they need right. to ask. Maybe the relationship that they're in is non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're unmarried. Maybe, like you said, they have a blended family or they don't know how to necessarily pass these assets if they don't have children or they have a child with a special need. And then all of a sudden, their brain complicates mm-hmm. the situation and makes it difficult to move forward. So if, if you're a listener out there who is losing sleep over the estate plan, if you don't know what you should do about estate planning or you don't know how to protect your assets, either for your beneficiaries or from Uncle Sam, 
Um, if you don't know how to pass on a legacy or things just seem too complicated, give us a call. We um, happily walk our clients through this process. We do not draft documents in our office. We are not attorneys. What we do is we advocate for you, and we sit in those appointments and help you figure out what you need to know uh, that you may not even know you need to know. We, we bring attorneys in, and we facilitate the whole thing from point A to point B. We make it very, very easy and seamless, and then we help you with the follow-up after mm -hmm. your estate plan as well, which is making sure your beneficiaries on all your investments coordinate um, and go well with the estate plan. So if you're out there and you're losing sleep over estate planning but you just don't know how to get started, give either Ann or myself a call, and we will help facilitate that uh, for you easily so that you can get that taken care of and start sleeping again at night. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back in, we will talk about uh, some of the financial basics that keep people up at night, and then we'll help our listeners come up with an action plan on how they can move forward. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Allenbecker, president of the Allenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Ann Mank. She is a wealth advisor with Allenbecker Investment Group, a co-worker of mine, and uh, works very closely with clients on financial planning. Ann is writing an article in our newsletter on what keeps you up at night. And so we thought it would be appropriate to kind of bring this to radio as well and talk a little bit about what keeps our clients up at night. We meet with current clients and prospective clients on a regular basis, and we were able to, you know, identify certain things that our clients are losing sleep over. And those are the things that we're talking about today. We've talked about uh, retirement planning, education planning, uh, those life events that creep up on us and, and make us lose sleep, as well as elder care and estate planning. But one of the other things that we're recognizing is keeping our clients up and uh, making them lose sleep is really just kind of the financial basics. People sometimes feel like they don't know enough to identify what they're doing wrong. And if they think that there's, they're not um, you know, meeting the expectations of what they should be doing, it can cause a lot of stress. So Anne's going to share with us some of the financial basics that our clients are uh, worried about, and hopefully we can give you some solutions then on how to uh, fix some of those. And I see this quite a bit. In our society, we've really been taught not to talk about money. And so there's that stigmatism of, of saying, you know, I never talked to my mom and dad about money and how they manage their finances. I don't really talk to my kids about where the money comes and goes in our house. And part of that is that there wasn't that education in our school system. They're starting to change that slowly, but we haven't been educated on what a good financial, healthy lifestyle looks like. And so one of the first things that I tell individuals to start with is just to look back, you know, maybe the next, last two or three months and say, what did you actually spend your money on? Where did you put it? Put it in a spreadsheet, list it out, start looking at, well, how much did I spend going to restaurants? How much did I spend on that gym membership that I've never gone to? So once again, knowledge is power. If you know where your money is going, you can then start to make changes that make a difference. And so when you have that information and you say, okay, for the last three months, this is where I've spent money. There's also a way of saying, am I spending it in the right places? 
And a lot of times when I work with my clients, I look at that plan and I say, you know what, you're spending too much on your mortgage. How are we going to change that? You're spending too much on your vacations. How are we going to change that? By having that data, you can really be specific on where are the, the low-hanging fruit that you can start picking away at and really make a difference. Because if you know where your money is going on a month-to-month basis, you aren't staying up at night because you know exactly where it's going. You aren't worried about opening that next envelope because there's a surprise. You understand what you're paying and why you're paying it. And really, it's just getting to that basic saying, where am I spending my money? Look at your bank account. You know, take a look once a week and say, okay, what does my bank account look like? Where is my money flowing to? Uh, Understand your investments. Have conversations with your family on what's important to them. One of the... If, if you are married, one of the ways that you can do this is you just have a running notebook on the kitchen table and each one of you write down what you're spending each month. It adds accountability and it also makes you mindful in what you're spending it on. Because if somebody else is looking at what you're spending, you're like, oh, maybe I don't need that. <laughs> kind of like getting on the scale. Everybody, right. eat, everybody eats so perfectly the week or two before they go to their doctor's appointment because they know that they will be getting on the scale. One of the things I like to say about cash flow management is, you know, there's many listeners out there who aren't on a budget mm-hmm. and they don't keep track of it. And maybe it's because they don't need to. Maybe they have enough cash flow to maintain their current lifestyle. And they don't see a real benefit in doing cash flow management. But I would really encourage, even for those of you who have enough coming in to meet your expenses where you don't feel like you need to trim back, is still just being very aware. I often will say, I'm not trying to change what you're spending. I'm trying to understand what you're spending. Because when we talk about retirement, we need to know how much you need to live on. Mm-hmm. If you're spending $1,000 a month, that's very different than if you're spending $15,000 a month. <laughs> so often people will say, well, what, how much do I need to retire? And my first question is, how much do you need to live? Because if you only need $1,000 a month to supplement your other income streams in retirement, you need far less to retire than if you need 8000 a month. Mm-hmm. And so this tool of cash flow management is important for every single consumer out there because it's important to understand what you're spending. Again, not necessarily to curb it. Now, there's many listeners who want to curb their spending, mm-hmm. um, and, and this tool helps with that as well. But even if you're saying, yeah, I don't, I don't need to keep track of that, it's really important because it's the number one question any financial advisor will need to know before helping you put together a financial plan. And a lot of this, too, with the planning, it all builds on each other. So as you mentioned, we need to know what your basics are in order to project out what your retirement is going to look like. So even though we're talking about them in separate buckets, it all goes together. You need to have a money conversation with those that you, are, that you love, that are important to you, so you can understand what you currently have in place, what everybody's wishes are, and what you'd like to do in the future. Because if you don't have that plan in place, each one of these buckets is going to keep you up at night. Well, and that's great advice is have that money conversation because I hear clients come in here and they're very worried about their parents. Mm-hmm. They're very worried about an ill father or a mother or they're worried if they're going to have to support their parents or how their parents are managing money. They're worried about their parents being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And then I sit down with just as many clients who are worried about their kids. Right. You know, I have a 20-year-old 
And, of course, his outlook on money is very different than I hope it will be 10 years from now. <laughs> uh, and I have a 16-year-old, and, and I've got young nieces and nephews, and, you know, your children are younger. And mm-hmm. so, you know, having the conversation, how do you talk about money with a 5-year-old? You absolutely can do it. Mm-hmm. And you can start to teach good money habits to a 5-year-old. How do you talk to somebody who's 20 or 25? Um, or 35 and hasn't started saving for retirement yet. So having that money conversation and meeting whoever you're talking with exactly where they are mm-hmm. is very important. We have a lot of tools here at Ellen Becker Investment Group if you want to learn more. Um, as I said, we all have children ranging as uh, as young as two or three all the way up until 30s and 40s. <laughs> so we have a collective a group of people here with a lot of information and, and a lot of tools on how you can talk with your child about finances because that is really important. And you're right, they're not getting it at school. So if you're not talking to your kids every day about money, about budgeting, about saving money and spending money and philanthropy and all of those other things, if you're not talking to your kids or grandkids about it, they're likely not getting it anywhere else. So it is really important to have those conversations. And when I've asked parents why they don't talk to their kids about money, they often say, because I don't even know Mm -hmm. about money. Mm-hmm. And so if that's how you're feeling right now, you know, make a point of getting in and talking to somebody here at Allen Becker Investment Group to learn about those financial basics. Because the more you know, the more you will be empowered to share that with other people. Um, and jump in on one more kind of financial basic that you think keeps people up at night. The other thing that most people talk about is financial records. A lot of times they're worried about the safety of their financial records. Who know who knows it? Where is it at? And so a lot of times we have conversations of just keep your information safe. So, you know, make sure you shred the important documents that you need to shred. Make sure you have password protection on everything. If something seems funny, so if somebody's calling you up and saying, I need your social security number to be verified, or can you just give me your bank account and a number because we think somebody's hacked into it? Don't give out that information. If it is a reliable source, they're never going to call you up and say, can you verify this over the phone? So it is safety and the financial safety is another basic that keeps people up at night because they are just worried that somebody's going to get their information and and take it all. I think that's really important. And identity theft is keeping people Mm -hmm. up at night. And if you haven't been a victim of identity theft in the past, the likelihood of you being a victim of it in the future is is pretty good. And so that's a really important thing. And they can certainly reach out and talk to you to learn more about identity theft, how to protect themselves, Mm -hmm. how to keep their records not only safe and secure, but easily accessible. Right. Nothing is worse than when you are trying to purchase a car or trying to get medical treatment or in an emergency and having to shuffle around and look for documents. It can be really stressful. And then I would say make sure your parents' documents are organized mm-hmm. and you know where they are. That's kind of where I was thinking is that a lot children. of times you pass, somebody passes away and nobody knows where the information is because they've kept it so close to themselves. That's for sure. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing this information. And I can just encourage our listeners, if anything we have said today resonates with you, give Anne a call. Give myself a call. We'll help you, you know, figure this out. We'll help you put whatever you're um, losing sleep over. We'll help you figure a plan out for it so that you can start sleeping at night and start 
with a plan on how to meet your goals. So give us a call at 262-691-3200 or check out our webpage at ellenbecker.com and you can reach us right through there as well. Uh, Don't forget that Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1. And as always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Enjoy the rest of your day.